All right, all right. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning. It's so glad to see your wonderful faces here. We have two quick announcements I want to make with you before we start the service, uh, before we get into the preaching part of the service. Um, the first thing is, if you are a first-time visitor here, we have something called a connection card that you should have gotten in your program. We ask that you guys would fill that out and give us as much information about yourself as you would like to. Also, you'll find on the back of that connection card um, a prayer request where you can list down your prayers, and we as the elders of the church will come together and pray for any prayer requests you may have or anything like that. So please check your program for your uh, connection card, and when service is over, you can drop it into the basket at the end of service. The other thing we want to announce is today is our signing day, and so at the end of service, we're going to come up for those that are saying, listen, I want to be a little bit more um, connected and involved in Center Point, Ken Island. Um, this is signing day. We want to be a part of that. Right after service, we're going to do our signing day right there. It's where you're going to uh, listen and look at some of the things that we're committing to as a church to you, and you're committing to us. You get a wonderful, lovely free t-shirt. You take a picture. It'll be wonderful and awesome. You get to take your covenant home with you and put it up and shellac it and stick it on a wall or something. So uh, whether you've signed up or not and you want to be a part of signing day, right after service, we're going to start um, that process as well. Um, we want to thank you again for coming to Center Point Church. Ken Allen, it's wonderful to see your faces. Um, we are doing a message here entitled uh, Baggage. And so if you have your Bibles, I'm going to ask that you turn to the book of Matthew, the um, um, yeah, that would be helpful. Daggone notes. Matthew chapter 7. Uh, Matthew chapter 7. Whether you have your Bibles or not, it should be on the screen in just a few moments. While you're flipping through your Bibles or scrolling through your apps, I'm going to ask that you would pray with us real quick. Dear God, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your love and your kindness. We thank you for the awesome God that you are. Would you take these next few moments and would you use them for your good works, that you would sanctify them and make them full for your purposes, Lord God. Touch these moments. Open up our hearts and our ears to receive your word and your truth. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Um, I'm going to ask that you stand as we honor God's word, Matthew chapter 7, uh, verses 13 through 14. Kingdom, only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad, and its gate is wide for the many who choose that way. But the gateway to life is very narrow, and the road is difficult, and only a few ever find it. All right, you guys can be seated. See, that was quick today. Normally, you know, we got a couple verses. That was pretty quick. Um, I want to talk about this idea of baggage. What is baggage? Let's look at uh, one or two definitions. Uh, the first definition is personal belongings uh, packed in a suitcase for travel or luggage. Um, that's the first definition. The second definition for baggage is personal experiences, personal experiences or long-held ideas regarding as burden. Um, there's this idea of this word baggage, and when we understand baggage, we understand that it's something that we have taken that we're carrying with us, but it's not just that we're carrying this baggage, it's generally what we put inside of our baggage that's what's important. Um, we're getting ready to go on a trip uh, to New York, some of the uh, leaders here in this church, and we're getting ready to go and have a leadership conference. Um, it would be horrible if I took a bag and I put nothing in it, no cologne, no deodorant, no toothpaste, no underoos, nothing. Like, it's great that I have a bag, but generally what's important about the bag is what we put in it. And so, as we look at life and we deal with life, the importance of a bag is not just how wonderful it is, but the use we're going to get out of it by what we put in it. And so, putting things in our bag is very critical to the trip and the journey of where we're going to and how we're going to get there. We get to this passage of Scripture, and we start to understand that in order for us to 
get connected to God and have this relationship with God, we have to go a certain way. The issue is that a lot of times you and I are filling our bags with certain things that are keeping us from going down the path that God would have us to go down. And so for today, I want to talk about this idea of baggage. Um, Baggage by the definition, again, are personal belongings packed in a suitcase for travel. Another definition of baggage is past experiences or long-held ideas regarded as a burden. You and I need to start to get this concept together that none of us are born into baggage. None of us are born with baggage. You guys with me? None of us are born with baggage. Nobody comes out of a womb with a suitcase. That'd be really weird and awkward. And a lot of parental questions would probably be involved at that point. But nobody comes out of the womb with a couple of book bags on. Nobody comes out of the womb with all kinds of issue and drama out of the womb. These are things that we start to pack into our bags. And as we get older, as we go through life, as we start experiencing things, that's when we start packing stuff into our bags. We have bad experiences with friends, bad experiences with relationships, bad experiences with people. Um, We have all these relationships we probably shouldn't be involved in or shouldn't deal with. We start packing our bags. And when we take these experiences with relationships, friends, people, attitudes, situations, circumstances, um, we start to pack our bags, and generally we carry those things, what, with us. They become part of our idea of how we behave, how we interact, how we deal with people, how we talk to people. We pack our bags with this stuff. For some of us, it comes into the question of what's God's point of perspective of what's right and what's wrong? And then we pack that bag full of that perspective. Some of that perspective may be God's intended perspective. You guys with me? It's his plans, it's his will, it's his desire. Some of it is our wills and our wants and our desires. Some of it is, in fact, yes, indeed, sin. Some of it, in fact, is just kind of questionable actions that we should be involved in. But nevertheless, we pack these bags full of these things, and we start to take them with us. And so when we get to these ideas of how should I deal with my spouse, well, this is how I saw mom and dad operate. So we unpack it, and we, bam, this is our stuff. Well, how do we deal with people that curse us out when they, when they cut us off in the middle of the road. Well, I got, hold on, I got another bag for that. Uh, got another bag for that. You, yeah! And we go into that bag and we unpack our anger, our frustration, our bitterness. We pack our bags and we carry them with us for our life journeys. And whatever things we come across, we start going into our what? Bags. When it comes to dealing with our finances, when it comes to dealing with people, when it comes to dealing with stuff, we find our ways to operate and pack and fill a bag. I like that theology. I like that concept. I like that thinking. It may be foul. It may be wrong. It may be rude. It may be ludicrous. But I carry that new bag and perspective along my journey. So we find ourselves, as life goes along, packing and filling and carrying what? Baggage. And then we get to this passage of Scripture right here where it says in Matthew 7, 13, you can bring all your bags. Watch this. The highway to hell is broad and its gate is wide for the many who choose that way. He says if you want to go to hell, you can go with all of the bags you want to carry. 
if you want to have a hellish perspective, you can take as many bags with many different concepts and thoughts and processes and theologies and attitudes and beliefs and wills and desires and sinful things, and you can take all those bags and you can enter into that gate however you so desire. You can go down. It doesn't say a road. It says a what? Highway. Y'all with me? He says you can go down that highway because it's wide and it's broad and you can go down skipping and exciting and sin and it's wonderful and it's great because the road, the highway is huge. And there's no drama when you're going to hell because you don't have to worry about it. You don't have no drama when it comes to all of this sin and anger and frustration because you can carry every bag, every concept, every belief, every theology, everything with you. But then he says something else in point number two I want to share with you. He says, you can't get in with your bags. He says, the way to hell, he says, this road to, to foul theology and thinking is broad and wide. It's a huge gate. The road is a super highway, 10, 12 lanes. He says, all this stuff. But then he comes back and says, but I want you to catch point number two. Watch this. You can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. He says the only way that you can begin to have this dynamic, amazing relationship, experience God, true salvation, true walking out God's way, is that you have to go through a narrow what? One more time for everybody else is awake. You have to go through a narrow what? He says that in order to truly experience and have a relationship with God, you have to go through a narrow gate. And what happens is that you and I look at all of our what? Baggage, and we recognize that that gate is not going to work for all the stuff we've got in life, for all the hurts, all the pains, all the bad relationships, for all the addictions, for all the stresses, for all the theologies that may not line up with God, for all the things that may not line up for God. We just can't get into, we can't, it's hard to get in that gate. It's so narrow. It's so much to it, and I've got so much with me, it's going to be really difficult to squeeze through that gate. And so what a lot of people do, saved or unsaved, you say, nope. Why even try? You guys with me? Nope. Why even bother? I know there's requirements. I feel something on the inside is saying you should be more and you should do more and you should be, uh, you should live a certain way. I feel like something's pushing me to do bigger and greater things. I believe I should live a more, a more, a more respective and more conscious and more spiritual in a, in a deeper lifestyle. But man, that gate is narrow. And I got too much stuff to get through that gate. I feel something certain nights when I've done the same thing over and over. Maybe it's not you. When I go through this bag over and over again, I do it four, five, six, 12 times, but for some reason on the 13th, something doesn't feel quite right. Something is kind of saying you've got to get rid of this baggage, but man, in order to live up to the standard, that gate is narrow. I'm kind of attached to my bag. I kind of like my stuff. And as much, I'm missing a bag. Hold on, here we go. As much as I want to get inside of that gate, it is way too narrow. And I got too much stuff. And so as us, as Christians, we say to ourselves, I want to be deeper. I want to be a stronger, 
more powerful, more amazing, more faith-walking, more faith-driven, more believing and purposeful Christian, but I got too much stuff, and so I'm not called to be a super saint. I'll just hang out with the rest of the saints. There's nobody else. I can't lead a men's group or a women's group. I can't, I can't teach. I can't do this. I can't sing. I, I, I'm singing this one on Sunday morning, but I know what I was singing last night. I can't do all of that. That gate is narrow, and that lifestyle is way too deep for me. And so saints or believers in Christ and those that aren't saved at all have this same perspective a lot of times that I, I can't go through the gate. It's too narrow. Man, that's got to be frustrating. Just circling. I got this dog. She was 85 pounds when she came into the house. And she done found every potato, onion, chip, stands on her hind legs. We got to lock everything up. She's gone from 85 pounds to 95 pounds. And there's not a diet good enough for her. She's going to find some leftover something and eat it. And every day we sit at the table, she lays on her stomach for about 15 minutes. And then she starts this thing around our table. It starts this thing. You guys know what that thing is. You guys have got dogs and animals. They start this thing. She circles the table, and then she'll come and do this next thing. She'll put her face right on your lap and go. (laughs) I can only imagine so many people that want to get in God's gate, but they have so much stuff They're just kind of circling the entrance, just kind of just smelling how great it would be, just experiencing how much fun it would be if they could let go, let go of their stuff to enjoy freedom, sniffing grace and sniffing uh, uh, being free and satisfaction, experiencing God. But man, that gate is narrow and I got too much what? Too much baggage. And God's so amazing because he gets that we start this life out moving forward and picking up bags after bag after bag. And so his expectation isn't that you and I come from the minute we have all of this baggage to pow, we're running right into the gate. It doesn't happen that way. It happens like this in point number three. You can't walk with your bags. Watch this, read point number 14, verse 14, I'm sorry. But the gateway to life is very narrow and the road is difficult and only a few ever find it. He gives this idea that if you want to go to hell or you want to have all of these earthly experiences that that involve your flesh that you've never experienced God, that you go through this super highway. He says, but what he does for us and what he prepares for us is he understands that we grab all of these experiences, all of these problems, all of these dramas with us, and so he creates a road and a path that's very narrow. The road and the path is narrow because it requires us to spend time figuring out how valuable these things are for us to get down the path. You guys are with me? 
because we recognize that the gate is narrow. The question isn't, is the gate narrow? The question is, what are we willing to give up to get to God? And so he doesn't expect us to all at once drop our bags. It would be great if we did, but that's not how life plays out. Life gives us circumstances and situations that challenge us to be great, that challenge us to make moves, that challenge us to be a better husband, challenge us to be a better student, a better person. And so the wall doesn't move. The road doesn't move. We have to decide what are we willing to let go of to get down the path. And so life challenges us. Life pushes us and stresses us to be better husbands, to be better wives, to be better students, to be better kids, to be better people. It challenges us that in order for us to be great, we have to recognize we got to give up stuff to get free. And so you and I need to understand that this role that he gives us is not to make you mad. It's not to anger you to the point where you don't want to be involved with life or people anymore. Although, man, it feels like it some days. Oh, God, four kids, why? <laughs> Jesus. I spend more nights around my fire pit trying to figure out which two I'd keep and which two I'd let go of. I don't push these kids to be athletes and superstars, but if one was going to be a superstar, which one would I keep? I want some money. I works hard. I want an investment, a return on this money. Man, some days when my career, I treat it like a Popeye's job. I just want to, I want to, I want to take your chicken back. I don't want to work here no more. These frustrations, these struggles, these things that we wrestle with, they're not here to cause us to be frustrated and turn away. They cause us to see how great that gate is. Even though it's narrow, this road is difficult, and it challenges us to drop stuff to get to him. It's not an overnight process. And so for some of us, we think if we can't get saved and run through the gate instantly, bam, we're not worthy. And he understands there's a process to walking with the Father. There's a process to being connected. There's a process to experiencing this great and amazing God, and this process is called life. That you didn't get into life instantly. You took your time to get into the baggage of life. It's going to take time to let go of the baggage of life. The road is narrow, and it's difficult, but it's still a what? Road. It's not an insurmountable thing that you can't walk up or crawl up or drive up or move up. It just says it's difficult because it requires you to make choices. When you go on a five-day flight, you probably pack your clothes in a bag similar to this. When I go on a five-day flight, my bag's like this. I'm slightly a size bigger, so my clothes are bigger. And it's great and cute that you can roll your clothes up into a little thing and put 20 outfits in and 20 pairs of underwear. I don't get that luxury. So there's a weight requirement for how much a bag can go, right, when you put it on a plane. So there are times when I'm taking this bag, I got to make critical decisions. Do I want five pairs of jeans or three and hope there's a washing machine. You guys with me? 
Sometimes I got to start figuring out how much is going in this bag and how much am I willing to take with me to go on this adventure. This road that God has us on is a road of decisions. And how much are you willing to take to get where you're trying to go to? Because if your bag comes over 52.5 pounds, you're paying more money. It's going to cost you. The question is, are you willing to pack in a way you can go? and experience life with its difficulties to relieve you of some of these bags, burdens, and weights. So he says the road is narrow. He says the road is there to frustrate us. The road is there to agitate us. The road is there to remove these weights so that we can feel and experience life. It doesn't happen instantly. And the problem why people don't want to be super-duper Christians because they think they have to instantly let go of everything. It doesn't work that way. Hop on the road and take the journey. For us struggling with salvation, I'll never be, you know, I, won't, I can't match up. I got too much stuff. Guess what? We all have too much stuff. And for the ones that look like they don't have as much stuff, they started down a similar path you have to go down. It's letting go of a package here, a suitcase here, unpacking this, unpacking that, so that we can get down this road. It's about life choices, and life choices start with one choice, one step, one direction, one, that's a group, <laughs> one, one step, one move, one footprint. It starts with a journey. The journey has an outcome, but if you're not willing to walk down that outcome, you're going to constantly circle the gate, looking like that dog looking for a sniff, a crumb, a sweet moment when you could have it all. It's going to be difficult, but it's going to be great if you're willing to let go of the baggage. Here's a fourth point I want to share with you, found in Hebrews 12.1. You need to check your carry-on bags. Watch this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. It's funny because this passage of Scripture tells us in order to run this race, in order to go down this difficult path to meet um, fulfillment with the Lord to experience success at the highest level. It says that we have to get rid of this sin that trips us up from running this race, to get rid of this sin that blocks us and makes it so difficult for us to move and reach our end goal, which is this narrow gate. And so it's easy to identify what? Sin. You guys with me? You know what sin is. It's stuff we shouldn't do. And it says, I want you to lay aside all of this sin. And so that's what we wrestle with a lot of times, this baggage of sin. But some stuff is not necessarily a sin that is baggage that we carry in our lives. Oh, it got quiet. Like, it's already quiet. It got quieter. Some of this baggage isn't sin it's just weight that slows us down. And so the question is, how do you and I start to redefine and define what this weight is? Because sin is quite obvious. It's anything that's displeasing to God. It's 
our attitudes, it's, it's, it's our thoughts, it's our beliefs, it's our practices, it's our habits. It's these things that are displeased, and, and, and they displease God, that's sin. But what about this weight that we should throw off that he talks about? What is this weight? Some of this weight is just our own thinking of how we should process life. Some of this weight is just flat-out bitterness. It's not necessarily caused us to sin, but it's caused our hearts to become hard. It's caused us not to be loving. It's caused us to pray for the Taliban and for, for the Muslim and to pay, pray, for, for, pray for the Buddhists, but we can't pray for our grandfather because of what they've done. It's this, this thing that isn't necessarily sin, but it is something that holds us back from being fully successful because life circumstances have played out a certain kind of way that we refuse to humble ourselves in certain kind of aspects of life. It's not necessarily sin, but man, it weighs me down. <sighs> Marriage didn't work. Weighs me down. Kids didn't go down the path I planned for them to go weighs me down. I didn't get that job that I knew was mine 10 years ago, and now I got this secondary job that I hate, but it puts money on the table, and, and, and it helps these kids out, and so I'm, I'm, I'm glad I got it, but man, I'm still mad about a job 10 years ago. Why didn't they pick me? They should have picked me for the concert, for the program, for the show, for the award. They should have picked me. And it's a chip on my shoulder for 20 years ago. And it's not necessarily sin, but it's something that just weighs us down from fully experiencing the success of God. And so he says in this passage of Scripture that no, there are some things that are sin that you can't take on the plane. But you can get in. If you carry on, as long as you tuck it in the overhead compartment and it closes, or you can put it under your seat, you can carry that weight with you that may not necessarily or is a sin. A lot of times it's funny because the sin stuff is easy to identify. Hey, this is yours. This is yours. This is yours. That's very nice. This is yours. There it is. I see. It's very nice. Cute. Look at it. It comes in a package, and it's got colors, and it's multicolored, and you know this is something very pronounced. We know that this sometimes like sin. I'm not saying this is sinful. I'm just saying like sin. It just has, it just advertises. It's cute. It's, ooh, look, ooh, isn't it wonderful? And everybody else wants a little bit of you. No, it's natural. Don't touch it. And we have all this stuff, and it's great. And we recognize that this sometimes, we can recognize sin very easily. And it's easy for us to put it down because you got to carry it in your hands a lot of times. Weight seems to just be attached to you. You almost forget that you have it because you learn how to function so well with those carry-on bags. I'm going somewhere. Oh, man, I don't know if they get it yet. But sometimes weight, you just kind of roll around with it. You got luggage. You got overhead and duffel bag. You got all that stuff. But sometimes weight is a little different. You're so used to carrying it around. Shoot, you can preach messages with it. You can be real dramatic with it. You can walk miles with it. And it's just a part of you. In fact, even if there's stuff in that bag that's weighing you down, your body will get accustomed to the what? Weight that you'll learn how to distribute your body properly with that weight 
on you. Man, I'm working that message today. And so sometimes we get so comfortable with weight that it's just a part of our everyday moving and, and functioning. But God says, it's easy to identify sin, but are you willing to let go of some of the weight? Are you willing to take off the stuff, man, the stuff that's been holding you back for so long? Are you willing to let go of, of concepts and thoughts, theologies, teaching? Are you willing to let go of experiences from your past? They're not sin, but they've just become a part of who you are. Good stuff in here. I've had this for a long time, bro. I see more people that will try to make it with a busted weight, a busted book bag, and they will with anything else. You ever notice that? You will hang on to a book bag till it's down to two straps, two little tears, two little, two little strings left. And when it's time to let that book bag go, no, I've had 20,000 pins on here that I've taken off and I've lost. This is my favorite thing. It's only got two little threads hanging it together, but it's my book bag. We went to college together. It, I've been on so many trips. I went to Australia, and, 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 and I went all these places with my book bag, and I love her so much. She's wonderful. I'll just stitch her. We do all this stuff to keep our weight with us. And God says, if you're willing to exchange your bag, I can give you something so much better, so much easier, so much more beautiful. You guys see this bag right here? You guys know how I got this bag? You know how I got this bag. I was on a missions trip to Puerto Rico. I've told this before. And I had my last four checks in a book bag that I had for years in this book bag. People were giving to me at church on Sunday. I had a bag in my car on Monday. On Tuesday, I was going to meet the finance lady and give her my last four missions checks, turn them in on Tuesday afternoon after work. And at 12 o'clock, they called me down from my office into the garage. Somebody busted my window, stole my book bag. And the only thing that was in there was counseling material, Bibles, and missions checks. I had $300 worth of cleats on the floor. They didn't touch it. I had a hoodie. They didn't touch it. I had a phone. I left my phone in the car that day. Actually, it was your phone. Sorry, it was Tyler's phone. Look at your face. You never knew that. It was your phone. I was supposed to drop it off at Grandma's house, and your phone was in the car. They didn't even steal the phone. They took my bag. Man, I was mad. I was livid. Took my bag. All those years, all those trips down to Israel. I, had, I still had Israel sand in the bottom and the inside of the bag. My Jerusalem sand stolen. Heathens. And then somebody came and brought me a Swiss army bag for free. I told the story at the church, and they said, oh, you're going to miss this trip? Here, boom. They gave me this $60, $70 Swiss army book bag. It was amazing. And God says a lot of times, I know you're comfortable carrying stuff, but if you let me take this away from you, I could give you something better and more valuable, 
and I'll let you do other things with it, and I'll fill it with other stuff that you could ever imagine that's great for this journey you're going down so that at times when life gets tough and gets rough and gets difficult, you can say, you know what? Inside this new bag that I carry with me, I got all kinds of valuable and important stuff in there now. Not like the other bag, because I found a way to combat all that other frustration and stuff I had. What's this? How to be a great preacher. Here, look at that. Hold that for a second. Hold that. And now, in this new bag that I have, it's brand new stuff. It's a different kind of weight. It's because in this bag, now I'm walking around with life versus I'm walking around with a life sentence. And he says, if you're willing to let go of these weights and these sins, I can carry you to a higher level to be more successful. This thing of Christianity, this thing of walking out God's ways, this thing of walking out God's truth is not instant. It doesn't happen instantly. What it does require is for you to take a couple footsteps. It requires you and I to take and walk down this path and let the path agitate that we would drop down these weights. Let this path agitate that we'd wrestle over what we should let go of and how we should let go of it. Let us walk down this path that changes our life. But we got to start what? Walking, guys. Don't worry about the baggage. Start walking. Don't worry about I'll never be that great. None of us are going to be that great. I'm not even, well, I'm pretty awesome. I'm not. I got suitcases. I'm awesome. Look at that. I'll get to greatness one day. But it's about taking the footsteps. It's taking the walk, taking the journey. Stop sitting down and saying the gate is too narrow. I can't make it. And just say, you know what? We're going to do this footstep after footstep. And I'll figure it out as we go. But the main thing is that I go. And I promise you, the baggage will change. The baggage will drop. How much you carry in the baggage will stop being such a big issue. And eventually, you'll be free of some of that baggage. And God will exchange your old raggedy baggage for new baggage. His baggage. It brings you life and brand new what? Ideas. Because the definition of baggage is that it are these personal ideas and thoughts that have been added to you that are a burden, and I believe Scripture says that he says that my what? Yeah. My burden is light, and my yoke is easy. He promises that he'll exchange your burden that weighs you down for a light version of burden that lifts you up. Wow. Let's pray. It's by God's divine grace that he challenges us. We didn't ask for some of this baggage, and some of it we, we joyfully grabbed because it looked exciting, it looked fun. We wanted to experience it, and it's become a weight, it's become a torture, it's become a pain, it's become a stress, it's become the burden of our life. And we smell greatness, we see greatness, but it is so hard to obtain it at times. God, would you allow us to make this be the day and the moment and the week that we begin to say, I'm going to walk down that path. And when we do, Father, to walk down that path that you are calling us to, that these things would be stripped away, that we would learn and connect with people to help us get rid of these things, that we'd be joined with folks that are encouraging us to let go of these things that weigh us down. That we walk out your sovereign will, that we would experience the true holy God, that we, Father, would be set free from all of these weights and these burdens, that we would experience life with you. Convict us. Show us. 
Let the inside conscious, the inside man cry out for freedom. Hear our cry. Let us walk down a path that meets you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.